Extra episode this week. That Broly news came out yesterday and fucked me up. <laughs> so, gotta talk about it. Because, man, the internet. Y'all motherfuckers loved pile on. Both ways. Whether it be you hate the world that we live in today, and that we live in the timeline where not only is Donald Trump the fucking president, but we're gonna get a fourth, a fucking fourth Broly movie. Oh! Alright, we live in that alternate hellscape world, so it's where we are, people. We just gotta accept it, right? And, and I'm firmly in the camp that I, I hate this. I hate this. I hope it's good. I'm still gonna go see it, obviously. I pray that I'm fucking wrong. I want this movie to be good so fucking badly. <laughs> but holy shit, man. Like, you do something like completely revamp the animation to it, and you bring in Shintani, and completely change the fucking visual aesthetic of it. And everyone's like, yeah, this is like some fresh start level shit. This is exciting. What's the first fucking thing you do with it? You bring back a shitty muscle-fucking-brained, one-dimensional character. I don't need to go through the list of reasons as to why Broly is a one-dimensional character. If you like him as a character, that's cool. Good for you. Congratulations. I'm glad you're getting a fourth Broly movie in which the dude's going to become canon. I'm happy for you. I genuinely am. But what I've learned over the last 24 hours and having to engage with a lot of you people on the fucking internet is that you and I very fucking clearly like different things about Dragon Ball. If you're a big-ass Broly fan, and don't get me wrong, the first Broly movie is great. I think it's one of the better Dragon Ball Z movies for sure. I love that movie. Broly 2 and 3, fuck out of here. And I might be repeating some of the things that I said in the intro to uh, the Super Dub 170, uh, 170, the Super Dub episode 70 that I put up last night. So if I'm repeating anything there, my bad, but like, I'd recorded that intro within, you know, like a couple hours of learning the news. And I was like very much still trying to process it. And I think I was like still not 100% sure that it was um, like real. There was a little bit of debate the first few hours that that news came out. People were wondering if it was legitimate or if it was just a super elaborate hoax. And there was, you know, probably like three or four hours. And there were people on Twitter weren't aware if it was 100% legit. And then Toby followed it up with a release of uh, basically comments from Akira Toriyama to the audience about Broly. So with that being said, I want to read through the comments that Toei released from Toriyama yesterday. But before we do that, I want to go back to episode, it was like a, a one episode 130 discussion that we did back in mid-March. Okay, so about four months ago now. And that was when the trailer for the movie had first dropped my initial reaction to it and how absolutely fucking assured, positive, would have bet my entire life that we were not going to have Broly in this movie because a few people suggested it. Sean, you know, Sean Sean was one of the first per people to uh, to suggest that to me. And I said, Sean, you're a fucking idiot. And you know what, too? Sean's been rubbing my fucking face in it in Twitter the last couple days. I don't blame you. You go, man. Do you think? But let's listen to my initial reaction and what I thought it was. And you'll also hear how much I very evidently hate the idea of Broly being in a movie. 
Again, these comments are from like mid-March, so like four months ago. Here it is. So he's hopping up and down. He looks like he's obviously warming up for a fight. You know, you see, you know, a screenplay, Akira Toriyama, blah, blah, blah. And you see this fucking person in the distance on a huge, you know, plateau, hang, cliff, whatever. And you see a big aura around them. You don't really see who it is from a distance. And then it zooms in real close. You see what looks like Saiyan armor. You see what looks like maybe a tail wrapped around a dude's body like twice, but like also wrapped into a fucking black belt, but also has like some fucking thigh flaps to it. Like, it, I don't know what the fuck that was, but it very evidently looks like, it looks like a Saiyan tail to some extent. And you have a green aura that's around it, reminiscent of Broly's aura. So with that being said, the tail, the green aura, it's very it's very evident to me, not only a Saiyan, but a legendary Saiyan. A lot of people said to me when I put it out on Facebook earlier, oh, what's got to be Broly, right? No, we're not going down that fucking road again. Please don't ever suggest something that fucking dumb ever again. I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. Don't do it for me. Do it for your family. Because they fucking hate you too. Don't suggest that it's Broly. Ever again. I think it's a decent shot that it's Yamoshi. Now, there's a couple holes in there, right? Yamoshi's supposed to be like pure of heart. He's supposed to have been the first one to figure out what the Super Saiyan God uh, ceremony or activation looked like with the five pure-hearted Saiyans putting their energy into one. He's supposed to be a good dude is my fucking point, right? And if you're interested in hearing the remainder of my take there, that's the initial reaction to the first uh, preview we had uh, come out for the movie. Uh, episode 130 continued plus new movie news. It's from like mid-March, so go check that out. But you can hear the hate, the, the disdain in my voice, not only for the idea of Broly coming back, but for the people who think that it would be cool to have him come back. So that was my perspective up until yesterday morning. I mean, it still is my perspective. Let's be real. I hate this idea, but when I woke up yesterday and saw that news, oh, man. I was pissed. I was I was shocked. I felt like a piece of my fucking soul died. Because I was so convinced it wasn't going to happen. And I'm so utterly convinced that it's a really bad idea. Now, comments came out a few hours later from Toriyama. And I'm going to read through them right now. And kind of break them down and kind of tell you what I took away from them. Because um, some people are like, Kyle, quit being a bitch. Toriyama's going to fix it. And to those people, I say... Not so fast, homie. Everyone, are you familiar with Broly? <laughs> yeah, we fucking know Broly, dude. He's an incredibly strong Saiyan who only appeared in the old anime movies. And I apparently at least drew the designs for him. <laughs> I apparently at least drew the designs for him. All right, so suddenly you designed him? Suddenly, like, the editor who did all the Dragon Ball Z movies is the one who designed Broly. Here, Toriyama, up until yesterday, had literally zero to do with the design for fucking Broly. But now he apparently designed him, but he forgot. So uh, he had practically no involvement with the anime at the time. So I totally forgotten about the story content. 
That actually kind of makes sense. Toriyama continued to work on the manga and the series anime. Broly was a, a movie-only villain produced more or less, you know, by Toei and Bird Studios without the influence of Toriyama on the story so much. I mean, I'm sure he had some say here and there. Maybe he did do some initial designs for Broly, but makes sense that he probably wasn't all that familiar. Mainly because Toriyama's not that big a fucking Dragon Ball fan. He doesn't understand why we love Dragon Ball so much. Keep that in mind, okay? Because I'm going to come back to that. So, about Broly. I hear these days he's still very popular, not only in Japan, but also overseas. <laughs> but also overseas. So he's a very popular character in Japan and overseas. Probably everywhere. Uh, Latin America loves fucking Dragon Ball Z more than anybody, so I'm sure he's huge in Spanish-speaking countries. I know that people like him in the United States. He's like a 50-50 character here. Very polarizing historically. Either you love him or you hate him. I'm kind of in the middle. I like the first Broly movie a lot. Second and third ones, no fucking thank you. Nobody asked for them. I like the concept of Broly. I don't like the execution of Broly. Let's be real. A crying child is what fucking drives this man's vendetta for like fucking 30 years. Is that where we're at? Oh, all right. Well, he's super powerful. Nothing can beat him until uh, they beat him. At the end of the movie. At the end of the 80 minutes or whatever. <sighs> Carrying on with Toriyama's comments. Uh, let me let me go backtrack. So about Broly, I hear these days he's still very popular, not only in Japan, but also overseas. Based on that, my editor suggested we have Broly appear in this next movie. <laughs> this is what I've been fighting about with y'all motherfuckers most of the last 24 hours. People keep saying, Toriyama can do what he wants, Kyle. Shut the fuck up. And I'm like, you're right, he can. And he goes to Toei with it, and he says, hey, this is what I think I want to do. Wouldn't this be cool? And Toei's like, eh, you, uh, you think you could put Broly in it? <laughs> and Toriyama's like, what the fuck with this Broly shit again? I just had to invent Kale because y'all motherfuckers wanted a Broly influence. You wanted to make the legendary Super Saiyan transformation canon within the series, so you made a female Broly from Universe 6. And now you want to go back to the well, what? Not even a fucking year later with Broly again? Now, this will be the fourth Broly movie, but if you count Kale, this will be like the fifth utilization of the Broly character. I don't really count Kale, so I'm just going to say this movie is Broly 4, okay? I don't think Toriyama wanted Broly in this movie. I think he's smarter than that. You know why I don't think he fucking wanted him in this movie? Further proof? He straight up said he forgot about him. So if this dude was making a goddamn movie and had supposedly forgotten all about Broly. And then the editor from Toei says, because again, this isn't him making a manga. This isn't him making a, a fucking anime where he has to be, he's got his influence on the stories, but Toei still has their hand in, in the creative decisions. And a lot of it is driven by merchandising. I'm sure Toei was like, yo, Broly is a really popular character pretty much everywhere in the world. You bring Broly back in this new iteration, you make a canon you give him his own fucking new origin story, Toriyama style, with some mad toys. I'm sure that was a fucking reason that this was made. That was, oh my God, I'm high and low, man. High and low. Manic as fuck over this last 24 hours. Ugh. All right, carrying on with these comments. I'm sorry for the tent. I'm not really that sorry, so fuck you guys. I went ahead and watched the movies from back then, and I felt this could be quite interesting once I rearranged some things. I got right to work, trying my hand at a story that incorporates him into the Dragon Ball Super series. This is one of the most interesting paragraphs in these comments from yesterday to me. So he watched the movies, got the backstory on Broly, 
be quite interesting once I rearrange some things. So we're going to get probably not an entirely new Broly origin story. We're probably going to get, dare I say, a slightly recycled one, but probably moved around for sake of convenience to be able to work in with the overall lore of Dragon Ball Super, what it's building to, and probably, I hope anyway, this is how you can probably, hopefully redeem the movie is Broly obviously has to have some kind of tie to Yamoshi in some way, shape, or form. If they had released that Yamoshi information, whatever it was, like five or six months ago, if they'd released the, the Toriyama comments on Yamoshi and the S-cells and all of that shit out of true left field, and it had no impact or direct tie to what the plot of the movie was going to be, why the fuck would they have released that? Yamoshi has to be involved in some way, shape, or form in this movie. And I'm guessing the link from this ancient, because that was another question too. It's like Yamoshi's an ancient Super Saiyan God. He's the first one from thousands and thousands of years ago. How is he here? Well, maybe the tie from Yamoshi is what powers Broly. You can reintroduce Broly as the new current legendary Super Saiyan. I'll borrow from Buffy for a second. Um, and into each generation a slayer is born. That girl alone will fight the vampires, demons, blah, blah, blah. When Buffy dies, Kendra's called. When Kendra dies, Faith is called. My point is the power passes on once one of them dies. So maybe the legendary Super Saiyan has been something that has been existent for centuries. And... You know, Yamoshi passed on. Maybe somebody else became that. I don't know if it's like a, a transfer of power kind of thing, but maybe it's kind of like one of those, you know, once every 1,000 years, you know, this fucking legendary crazy god saying it emerges. Maybe this will tie into not only the the god, and but also an interesting comment from Vegeta during the Tournament of Power about Kale. Uh, he says, Kakarot, you know, be, be careful. This could be the Saiyan's true form. True form. That was an interesting way to phrase that. Uh, for sure, and I, I don't think we ever really got um, real definitive uh, detail as to what he meant by that, but maybe that could be a hint. Maybe we'll see the true form of Broly as this god, legendary, bulky muscle, whatever the fuck, because he does go on to say that he didn't really change the character design at all. So, with that being said, it, I don't think it's going to be completely new. I think it might be rearranged a little bit and somehow ties into Yamoshi. Now, the second part of that paragraph, I got right to work on trying my hand, <laughs> trying my hand, because I'm sure that some editors fucking said, no, try this <laughs> instead. I got right to work trying my hand at a story that incorporates him into the Dragon Ball Super series. So, again, maybe the tidy emoji is what incorporates Broly in. I have a hard time imagining them making Broly a semi-recurring character or like a member of the gang or anything like that. Maybe they'll dangle the possibility of it in the movie. But something in my gut tells me we're about to watch Broly die for a fourth time. <laughs> I don't know for sure. Maybe maybe this is a way to make him, you know, not only canon within uh, you know, the acknowledged Dragon Ball Z canon, which at this point is ridiculous. We're retconning Broly's origins and we have Dragon Ball heroes floating out there. Like, I hate the whole canon, non-canon shit. You know, I really do. But this is going to be the considered official canon um, does Broly hang around? I don't know. Does he fucking, like, fall into a glacier and fucking freeze for, like, 10,000 years at the end of the movie or some shit like that? And that's, and they just wait until the next time they gotta take Broly off the shelf? Because I could totally fucking see that happening at this point. Toei, man, like, 
All right. Uh, carrying on with these comments. Oh, I'm sorry. And at the end of that, too, I got right to work on trying to Dragon Ball series. Try to incorporate him into the Dragon Ball series. I thought the word series was interesting. Uh, does that hint at a returning weekly series? Or does he mean it in the sense of like the series of movies, the series of stories? I hope that he means series of anime. Like we're going to bring Broly back in April. When the show comes back, that'd be cool, but that's super optimistic, Kyle, and that's just not the fucking level I'm on today. I imagine he means, like, series of stories with the Dragon Ball lore. So, next paragraph. While keeping in mind Broly's classic image so as not to disappoint his fans, I updated him and added a new side to his character, and I think this has resulted in a more fascinating Broly. So, Broly's classic image, he's probably going to look more or less the same, I know that there was some confusion when people first saw the movie poster yesterday because he looks like a, a long-haired Yamcha. Um, I mean, if you remember the first Broly movie, uh, when he first shows up, he's like a, a real tall, skinny, lanky, long-haired weirdo dude. In the Shintani design, because of the simplicity, I think, of some of the facial features and the shading, I think, uh, plus the scar on Broly's face that you know was reminiscent of Yamcha's, even though Yamcha's got the X on his cheek. It looked like it could have been Yamcha for sure, but I think it's just a, it's, you know, it's Broly. So um, I could understand that there. So the, the, the design for Broly, the, the overall appearance for Broly, it's really not going to change all that much, except that noticeably dude has a tail. Now, I don't think, I don't believe he had a tail at the beginning of the first Broly movie. I could be wrong on that. If I am wrong, somebody shout me out. But I, I feel like Paragus has it and Broly doesn't. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But the design will remain largely the same. But he's added a new side to Broly that'll make him more, what did he What did he put it, a more fascinating Broly. So I think that that means that he hopes Broly will have half a fucking brain. Instead of being motivated by a crying baby in a goddamn, whatever, nursing unit at a fucking hospital on planet Vegeta. Maybe this time he'll be like, yo, Vegeta. Y'all motherfuckers tried to kill me and my dad. Your dad tried to have me murdered and kick my fucking dad and my dead baby body off the planet. I'm gonna fucking kill you, Vegeta. If they turn this Broly origin into his vendetta against Vegeta over Goku, that's got some potential, man. That would be really cool, I think. Not only because I love Vegeta, but just because that vendetta makes way more fucking sense than Broly hating Goku because of him crying. He had every fucking right to hate Vegeta. And he didn't. He just he didn't give a fuck about Vegeta. Vegeta in that Broly movie is one of the reasons I don't like that Broly movie more. It's good. It's definitely good. It's not my favorite one. But Vegeta, that whole movie, what a bitch. Woof. The vendetta against Vegeta would make way more sense. And I think if he's kind of smart about it and he's not just yelling, Vegeta, the entire movie as a fucking result of them wanting to still incorporate some of the old personality, you, you know that he's going to yell at Kakarato sometime in that fucking movie. Um, but if he's a little bit smarter about it and his, you know, vendetta is actually a little bit more revenge driven and he's got half a brain and it makes sense, that'd be cool. There's potential for this to be cool. I'm just very worried that it's not going to be. Next paragraph. Naturally, you'll get to see fierce combat, but also the paths of destiny that lead to an encounter between Goku, Vegeta, and Broly. Cool. My boy Vegeta's getting some love. It's not just Goku v. Broly. Goku, Vegeta, and Broly. It's not like a five-on-one like the first Broly movie. It's not Goten, Trunks, and Krillin. <laughs> the fuck, those fucking three take out a legendary Super Saiyan? Granted, a bio Broly, but whatever. Um, we're going to have a Goku-Vegeta-Broly fight. Excellent. 
Uh, next sentence. It also involves the Frieza Force and the history of the Saiyans, which end up having a major connection to everything. So Frieza will be in this movie. Frieza Force specifically. So he has rebuilt his army. Dope. And it has a major connection to everything. The story content turns out to be very large scale and dramatic. Very large scale and dramatic. I like the fact that Frieza is going to tie in overall because given the fact that he blew up their fucking planet, I feel like he should tie into the history of the Saiyans uh, pretty significantly. That makes sense to me. So I'm glad that they're going to utilize that. But like, I wonder what the tie could be between Frieza. I mean, the one thing that I've kind of uh, always wanted answers on as far as Frieza's backstory is he's got a legitimate fear when he sees Goku transform into a Super Saiyan. And it's almost like he had been conditioned to fear that. Now, he would have had to have been exposed to it or at least been told stories about it, you know, growing up. I don't really have a beat on how old Frieza is. He could be hundreds, thousands of years old for all I fucking know. I'm terrible at that sort of shit and frankly don't give that much of a shit anyway. So my point is I want to know how he knew so much about the legendary Super Saiyan that he feared it so much. Maybe it was just because of the overwhelming difference in power. I'm sure that that factored into it. Um, but he seemed to be haunted by it. And obviously a super strong vendetta against the the Saiyans and, you know, as he calls them, monkeys in general. So I want to see why. And I think the history piece of it is going to tie into all of it. Um, but I, I'm, what the hell is the Broly part of it? Is Broly like an enslaved Saiyan by Frieza or something? And Frieza's been enslaving Saiyans. You know, obviously we saw that. Um, on a massive scale with him uh, on planet Vegeta, taking over the planet and having the Saiyans work for him. Maybe he goes to universe six and grabs Broly. Maybe Broly's a, a universe six Saiyan. That would make sense. Cause all the Saiyans here have been destroyed. Although that kind of throws out the Vegeta vendetta thing, uh, which would suck. Uh, maybe Frieza enslaves Broly. Maybe it's something like that. I, I don't know. But the fact that they're building it up to have, you know, this, this long-term tie in from the past and overall history of Dragon Ball, that does give me some hope. Even though it's Broly, you could probably do this movie and do it well. There's a lot of potential there. Even with the current Broly circle, you, you could somehow work Broly into this film and make it work. I don't think you need to have Broly to make it work. I think you're just really um, playing the nostalgia heavy. But they could they could do a good job with this, I think. Well, I think it's lazy and very much a, a cash grab to update Broly and give him a quote-unquote canon origin story and probably have a bunch of new Broly merchandise hit the shelves over the next few months. I don't necessarily think that that means the movie could be bad. I hate it. I think it's lazy, but doesn't mean that they necessarily are going to do a bad job with it. If they're really going to take this opportunity to rewrite the character, the concept of the character is very cool, especially if you're trying to tie him in with the lore that they've been working to establish over the last five years since uh, Battle of Gods came out. So if they could find an effective way to tie them in and make Broly really work within the established canon and have this be an awesome movie, I'm all for it. I want this fucking movie to be good. But the fact that they're so quick to, to bring Broly in for a fourth GD time. Seemingly for, I mean, they're forcing it. They could have left well enough alone and never done a Broly movie again. There's already fucking three of them. Not to mention all of the different appearances, uh, you know, throughout video games and in Dragon Ball Heroes. So it's, it's, it's kind of 
frustrating to me that they're going to go right back to Broly. That being said, hopefully they'll do a good job. I just I don't have a whole lot of a lot of faith in that given some of the stories they've given us through Dragon Ball Super over the last few years. I know that sounds like me being a bitch, but I liked a lot about Super, but series has its problems, man. Uh, last paragraph. Uh, here comes that almighty Saiyan Broly. I'm also including lots of other content all you fans will enjoy. So look forward to it. Be patient a while longer for it all to come together. So that being said, it sounds like we'll have some more fan service stuff to look to forward to. I, w I wonder what it's going to look like. Now, while I did just acknowledge that the possibility for this movie, it, this movie could be great. Even with the inclusion of Broly, you can write this movie in a way that it that works with work works within the established lore for sure. I I don't have it right now. I would think I would be kind of think it's something I'm going to be thinking about though over the next couple of days. Maybe I'll be tweeting about that at uh, DB Super Dope, the number one on Twitter. So go check that out there. I posted up some kind of fucking graphic, news graphic about Toriyama Broly 4 on Instagram as well. Uh, DB Super Dope there. And then Facebook, I just, uh, I haven't been ranting that much. It's mostly been Twitter. While I acknowledge that the possibility this movie could be good, I just, I feel like the stories that Toriyama has put together for the for Dragon Ball, specifically the Dragon Ball canon, uh, we'll talk in terms of canon, and by that I mean Battle of the Gods movie, Katsu no F, Dragon Ball Super episode 1 through 131. We're not talking about production or, you know, shitty quality of animation. That's not my forte. I don't know dick about it, but I know that Super had stretches, especially those first, like, 10 episodes that were pretty awful. So I don't mean in terms of that. I mean in terms of the stories that have been told through those movies and the series over the last few years. A lot of it has been fan servicey, borderline recycled plots. More or less, with the exception of you know the setup, Battle of Gods. Okay, you you've sort of reset this world and shown us you know the the angels, the gods of destructions, the counterpoints to the Kai's or the counterparts to the Kai's, and now. You've elevated the power scales within, and I hate power scaling shit, but you've elevated, you know, the the godly power of, of these gods and, and how Goku and Vegeta are able to tap into that now. And then how Frieza is able to kind of tap into that same realm of power in the follow-up movie. So I think the first movie was interesting as in terms of a reset. I don't think it was recycled, really, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it ultimately ends up being, what, a recoloring of, of Goku in his base form, and he's thinner, and he's got red hair. All right, the end. Um, got to know F it's a recoloring of super saiyan only it's blue now so forgot to know F to bring back Frieza I think it made sense not only from like a cash perspective from Toei but like I think a story wise too it, it made sense Frieza is the most iconic Dragon Ball Z character ever fuck Broly fuck Cell it's Frieza I know you might not want to agree with that but Frieza is probably the most iconic one Mainly just because of the the battle on planet Nimic with Goku. Everyone fucking knows what that's about. People who don't even like Dragon Ball Z know who fucking Frieza is. That's how big of a character that he is. So for them to bring him back for Fukatsu no F, I think made sense. Now, even that story, it's basically just a, a quick beat em up. You know, uh, Frieza comes back. They're all really powerful. There's really cool scenes in it, for sure. But like, Vegeta kind of gets his moment in the sun until it's undone by Frieza, and then, you know, you get to see the plot armor on full fucking display at the end of that movie with Whis kind of 
taking that out. And I, I actually read some awesome Facebook comments um, earlier today about how the consequences of Dragon Ball really start to go out the window in the Boo Saga and how anything from there on out, there's like really no serious uh, consideration of circumstances. You just feel like there's nothing that's going to be all that permanent. Um, it, it's kind of annoying. You know what I mean? So for them to carry that over into Dragon Ball Super is not only frustrating, but for them to semi-recycle, you know, just a transformation in this case for Fukatsu Nuaf with the Super Saiyan Blue. Now, you, you go to the series, first thing they fucking do, elongated versions of the two movies that we had just gotten, you know, 2013, 2015, respectively. Okay, that sucks, but it makes sense. They need time to build up. Okay, we get shitty quality episodes definitely in the beginning. And again, I'm not trying to talk about that, but without diving in you know too specifically to the, to early episodes of super um more or less you know there are some added things in there especially the the addition of, of captain ginyu uh, which i really enjoyed in the super anime as opposed to the movie um a lot of it is is fun but it's kind of unnecessary and it's kind of meant to build time what happens after those after those series you get the goku black and the trunks saga finally so even that one it's cool to have Trunks back. You get the nostalgia factor. Again, nostalgia grab for sure. You get a, uh, an evil Goku again, but done in a much better fashion than, say, Turles was. Um, so it's kind of, you know, nostalgia on both ends. But I think the story and bringing in a very interesting character like Zamasu, as annoying as he may be sometimes, he is a very interesting character. And that arc and that story is super interesting to me. Um, as, as fucked up as it gets at the end, I think that's a pretty solid arc. And again, I've said it before. Probably the most um, recognizable or identifiable arc for Dragon Ball Super. When I think of Dragon Ball Super, I think of Zamasu, Goku Black. I think of Future Trunks coming back. Those are the episodes I think of when somebody says Dragon Ball Super to me. So a little bit of rehash, but at least it's done in a really cool story. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, what happens after that? We get uh, the U6, U7 quick tournament. Um and, and that's, you know, a tournament format. It's cool that we get a few new characters that they fight uh, and the dogs from, what is it, Universe uh, 9, I think? Uh, the, the fucking trio, the dangers. You know, it, it's cool that we get some new characters that especially, at least those guys got some significant screen time. Um, and then what do they do? They give you the tournament of how, after some filler episodes and the recruitment pieces where you introduce some of the old characters again, nostalgia, it's all fucking nostalgia driven. And we know that, I mean, it's not a secret, but here's why this one specifically hurts for me. They really hit the nostalgia hard all the way up through, I'll say episode 100, 101, maybe like I think the Tournament of Power starts a few episodes before that. Right in that part of the beginning of the Tournament of Power. Okay. Recycled premise because it's a tournament. Special spin, though. It's an all-free-for-all uh, 80-person um, tournament. So, like, that's something that's awesome. We haven't really seen big gang battles like that very often in Dragon Ball. So for them to have that granted within a tournament format with some, you know, crazy high stakes as they always fucking are and uh, eventual wish with Dragon Balls at the end of them. The Tournament of Power was what gave me a ton of hope for the future of Dragon Ball. It fast tracked 
the entire fucking franchise, in my opinion, to go expand into all these different territories. You've got eight different universes in the Tournament of Power. We learn more about six. Universe six is the counterpoint at seven. Obviously, you're probably going to know the most about them first. They expand on six a little bit more with Caulifla, Kefla, Kale, all that shit. Kaba gets his uh, Super Saiyan 2. Great. Hit. They, they totally nerfed Hit in that effing arc, which drove me nuts. But my point was, you already had that world starting to open up with six. Some of the best parts of Super are the introductions of the Universe 6 characters, in my opinion. And I think it's because it's something new. We crave something new. Yes, we definitely like the nostalgia thing every once in a while, and you guys just kind of did the nostalgia, with the exception of, of, of Battle Gods. All right, Frieza, everything on up, was all, in my opinion, a nostalgia grab. And I was okay with it because I was just so fucking happy to have it back. I was like, I know that it's not perfect, but it's it's when you're feeling, dude, you want more. You want new Dragon Ball. So I was okay with some of the nostalgia stuff. And then the Tournament of Power came, and I said, all right, they're going to be drawing this shit out. Real long, showing us all these new characters. They build out Universe 11, sort of. By that, I mean Jiren, because the rest of Universe 11 was just Jiren's lackeys. Jiren is Universe 11 in terms of characters and character development, if you even want to call it that, because his origin story sucked balls, too. But you have the possibility to not only go explore these universes that you were just exposed to in the Tournament of Power... And by the by, people trying to say Tournament of Power was fucking awesome and brand new and revolutionary because they introduced all these new characters into Dragon Ball lore. Yeah, I guess you've got a point in that they made up 80 different character designs that they flipped off of an arena within a few seconds of each episode. It it was a lot of cannon fodder. So for those people saying that the Tournament of Power wasn't a rehash at all, I mean, it's not a rehash in that you got exposed to a bunch of fucking unmemorable characters that you're probably never going to see again. But you'd think that you'd see some of them again in some iteration in the future. Not only those universes, you got the four unknown universes that were barred from the tournament. They didn't have to participate. You can go explore them because they're probably going to be more powerful universes. So, what the fuck? Why the fuck would you build all of this out? Hint all of this. Have... Kaba and, and Vegeta talking about Planet Sadala fucking four or five times through the end of fucking Super. And maybe they do go to Planet Sadala in this movie, but like, why would you hint at them getting along or like going in further relationships with Universe 6 Saiyans and going exploring a new GD universe? And then you change up the art style completely with the Shintani overseeing this movie. The, 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 the anime ends not super abruptly. We had like what? Like a, a five, six week notice maybe? The anime ends, and they're like, all right, retool. And I'm thinking, all right, cool, retool, because we're going in a new direction. We're going to see some new Dragon Ball shit. We're going to meet some new characters. We're going to see some new stories. It's not just going to be about who the fuck powered up the most in this battle. This is why this hurts, because they retool, and they they set they got my hopes up. I shouldn't say they set expectations, because I should have seen it coming, right? You feed me a rehash Frieza, a rehash Trunks, a rehash of, I mean, a, a tournament format. We'll call that the rehash in that instance. You did get a lot of cool characters. Again, it was a way to fast track the building of a universe, and they just fucking spit in the face of it. I think. 
I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm so fucking wrong and they tie all these things together. But why would you change up the style and the presentation of this movie? Let us think that we're going to see some something new, a new villain, a new part of the Saiyan history. And then you bring back a slightly, likely slightly retcon Broly. Lightly, slightly retcon Broly. That's why this one hurts. That's why I'm fucking pissed. That's why the last 24 hours I've just been kind of in a shitty mood. So if you've been seeing me have meltdowns on Twitter, <laughs> you're welcome. And uh, if you don't follow us on Twitter, it's your loss, dude. In terms of the stories that have been given to us, man, it's been lazy. And I think this is, yet again, another nostalgia grab, and it will be presented in a lazy way. That's what doesn't give me a whole lot of hope. If we're looking at Super from, like, a, a percentage perspective, we'll say, you know, 25 Battle of Gods arc, 25 Frieza, 25, yeah, 25 of um, Trunks, and then the, what ultimately is the prelims, the recruitment, and then the actual Tournament of Power. I mean, Tournament of Power probably accounts for more than 25%, but Jesus, it's fucking maddening, man. If you look at him from a percentage of, of hit and miss, it's like the, I think that he hit with Battle of Gods, and I'll, I think maybe Tournament of Power was a wash in terms of new, interesting, engaging. Uh, I just, I mean, uh, they're getting lazy, and they've put us in a position where I'm going to go see the movie, but I just, why are you guys being so fucking lazy? You just gave yourself all the room in the world to write whatever fucking story you wanted. And first thing out the gate is Broly. You didn't even do Broly right the first time. Then you gave us two more Brolys that you fucked up even more. So now you want to try Broly again. What the fuck? You know? Just, uh. And given that Toriyama, I, I, I talked about this with somebody earlier on Twitter. I just, people have to understand, like, yeah, Toriyama's writing it. Great. Toriyama's given us Dragon Ball. We owe him a lot as fans. We love his work, obviously. We love and regard his work in such high esteem that we do expect the world from this dude in terms of story. I hate to say it, but. Since the end of Dragon Ball Z, and I think even the Boo arc started to really go a little bit. Like I said, the, the consequences, quote-unquote, of the Dragon Ball world really went away in the Boo arc. I think all the way through the first Dragon Ball series, all the way through the Cell arc, I think is fucking... That's the best Dragon Ball to me, man. All of it. Consequences are there, and then ultimately Gohan being the victor at the end of the Cell arc, I think it's just a super beautiful thing. I think it's a, uh, I think that would have, I know that you know popular theory is that Tori wanted to end it after the Cell saga, and if that had happened, I'd have been fine with it. But the Boo arc into Super, it's cool to have it. Don't get me wrong, but the quality of the story has gone downhill. I I think significantly from in comparison to you know. DB and, and early Dragon Ball Z or the first half of Dragon Ball Z. So with that being said, I don't have high hopes that the guy is going to take a very one-dimensional character like Broly, 
historically one-dimensional. He's going to try to flesh him out more, granted, and hopefully give him more of a personality and more of a motivation as a character that makes sense. Because, I mean, he probably can't do much worse than the original Broly, right? And it only gets worse as the movies go on. Like, at least in the first movie, he can make some sentences and shit. Movies two and three, all he yells is Kakarato. Movie three, Kakarato's not even around. Movie two, he's not even really around. No, it's not a Gohan one. Like, what the fuck? It's frustrating um, that they're going back to the well on this. But, you know, the the idea that Toriyama's going to be able to right all the wrongs of Broly and what failed him as a character, even though he does have his lovers and supporters for sure, his Broly fanboys were a real thing, I don't have great faith that Toriyama's going to take a, a, a less than solid foundation of a character with Broly and retool him in a way that doesn't seem lazy. <laughs> I think it might be the easiest way for me to say it. Uh, we hold Toriyama's work in very hard regard, very high esteem. Toriyama has said multiple times, like, I don't really get why people love Dragon Ball so much. I, the Frieza arc is great. I reread that manga. That's uh, That's really cool. I thought that was awesome. But the rest of it, I'm like, eh. He doesn't really love it the way we love it. And granted, he's the creator, and I'm sure that he loves it in a different way, but I don't think he is um, as careful with it as we would be. And that's why I've been saying for months, time to take the keys away from Grandpa Toriyama, hand them over to the fucking Tracer, okay? Trace me a decent fucking storyline, and it's going to be something new in the Dragon Ball world, huh? Let's fucking see Dragon Ball Infinity War. Let's see some of that shit. Um, let's see something fucking new, is my point. I'm... Going back to the well, I mean, the guy's going to continue to make them so long as uh, Toei continues to throw money at them. I mean, they made Battle of Gods on a grant from the Japanese government because the government knew that Dragon Ball is good for business. Look that shit up. Dragon Ball was made, again, by the Japanese government. It was funded. And they were like, hey, man, here's some money. That shit's good for the economy. And so long as Toei keeps paying Akira Toriyama, to come up with these stories, he's going to do it. And he's going to be subjected to having to take their suggestions, like incorporating a female Broly somehow into the Tournament of Power, like incorporating Broly again for this movie, like bringing back Frieza before, like bringing back Future Trunks before. These are all things that I'm sure that Toei had some hand in deciding. And it's because they've run a business. Now, while I did just spend most of the last however the fuck long bitching about how I think this is an awful idea. I do hope this movie is good. I hope it fucking blows me away. It's the 20th Dragon Ball movie. I hope it is amazing. Am I optimistic that, that they're going to do right and, and give us an amazing product? I think visually it'll be amazing. Uh, Story-wise, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I They could... I think it's much more likely that they do a shitty job than they do an excellent job. The potential exists for an excellent story to be told, even forcing Broly in there. But am I optimistic that they'll deliver on it? I, I'm not. So I'm going to go see it. I really hope I'm wrong. God, I fucking hope I'm wrong. Because... If it turns out to be a mediocre pile of shit dressed up with this Shintani animation and it's new and flashy because of that and the story content sucks, I'm going to be I'm going to be kind of bummed, man. Especially if they don't intend to return with an anime 
the following season. So, you know, I've always thought maybe the movie comes out in December and then the series will come out the following April after they have, you know, three months of, of ramp up, let the movie be seen worldwide. Okay, now we can launch back into the anime off of the success of the movie, whether it be Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball, whatever new title it could be. What if we don't get that? What if by series they mean it's going to be a series of movies? Because we do have expectations to not only have this movie in 2018, but also have a new movie in 2019 and 2020 as well. I really hope Toei doesn't plan to just go the movie route over the next uh, three years. Because I think uh, they could give us an awesome anime series if they wanted. But I think... um, Kind of, it, it's tough to capitalize on the nostalgia when you're trying to trot nostalgia out every goddamn week. Hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong, but I don't know. We'll see what happens, guys. Um, make sure you guys subscribe. Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Dragon Ball Super Dope on Facebook, DB Super Dope on Instagram, DB Super Dope, the number one on Twitter. If you want to uh, tell me your thoughts on this stuff. Um, One last quick thing that I I meant to bring up earlier was, and and we've talked about it a a little bit. We're we're getting our affairs in order, hopefully, to fucking put on a a live Super Dope after the Broly screening. So if you haven't heard, uh, Fathom Events is putting on a screening of Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan on September 15th and 17th. So go check your local listing, see if there's going to be a screening near you. Um, with that being said, we're going to try to put on a live podcast of super dope at a local venue, local to a few screenings near us. Now we knew that they were going to be doing Broly for a bit. They also announced that they were going to do a double screening in November of the father of Bardock, or excuse me, the father of Goku, Bardock, the father of Goku special. Uh, and they were going to put that hour long with fusion reborn, the Gogeta movie. So didn't take long for people on Twitter to be wondering, okay, well, Broly's in the new movie in December. We're getting a, a remastered, re-released, you know, version of him in September. Uh, so he ties into the December movie. We know that the ancient history of the Saiyans and Frieza's relationship it ties into this movie. That's the Bardock special. Are we gonna get Gogeta in this movie? Now, this story could suck balls if it, if Gogeta's in this movie. I'll be happy to see that for sure. Mimic Gogeta canon. Vegeta and Goku have to do a fucking fusion dance. Like out in the middle of the fucking snow with their long ass jackets on or some shit. And they fuse into like a a blue and green Gogeta with a long ass fucking fur coat. I don't fucking know. Gogeta's a pimp whooping ass in the snow. That'd be awesome. I would love to see that. It would be cool. I mean, I don't know. I know that Toei Animation did work in conjunction with this company. It's not like a... A small independent fucking juncture like I thought they were initially. They've got three screenings within like 10 miles of me. So seriously, go check. Um, My point is, this is a big company who's partnering directly with Toei. There's got to be a reason why Toei Animation wanted to release specifically these three films leading up to the movie coming on December. And they're partnering with this event company who's based out of Colorado to, to, to distribute these films to all these cinemas. So... My point in bringing that up is, what if we get Gogeta? Maybe it's a hint that we're going to see Gogeta. 
that would be fucking cool. Regardless of how I feel about Broly, I'd be happy if Gogeta came in and was canon. It'd be great to see him again. But what if Toei Animation is going to work with this company to distribute the film in America in December? There's got to be a reason why Toei wanted to partner to get these screenings, specifically these three movies, out to American audiences everywhere. There's got to be a reason why Toriyama brings up in his comments that Broly is so effing big both in Japan and overseas. I really think they might try to go for an international release on this. I think they might try. I hope they fucking do. There's got to be a reason why you're trying to get people's asses into a physical fucking movie theater. To go see these specific three movies. I feel like Toei really knows what they're doing from a marketing perspective. Christ knows I'd like to see them fucking step it up to that level in terms of storytelling. I'm still a fucking slave to this shit like the rest of you are, but... God damn it, I just... <sighs> Stop taking my fucking money, man. Give me a goddamn good story. Give me some new people. Give me some characters. Broly's trash. Fucking A. All right, so I feel a lot better having just talked a lot of that out. Uh, let me know your thoughts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever the fuck. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, uh, review if you can. Helps other people find the show and just share us with your other Dragon Ball friends. And, uh, yeah, man, I will talk with you soon next week. Super Dub Episode 71 and also Super Dragon Ball Hero Episode 2. But I think that comes out on Monday night. So we might have two episodes next week, I think. Uh, I don't know. It might just be me. It might just be me and Mike. It might just be me too. By myself. I don't know. I don't know. Broly movie four, baby. Get ready for it. That was the sigh of true and utter disappointment. AKA my life. And I'll leave you with the best thing to ever ha come from Broly Movie 3, aka Bio Broly, Dragon Ball Z Movie 11. Seriously, that motherfucker was in Movie 8, 10, and 11. Haven't we had enough of this motherfucker? Anyway, the best thing to come out of Bob Broly, this song. You're welcome. Dun, 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 dun.